he really got me. You know, I think it's because he was gay. Got the nuances more. get me a gay mickey gotta get a gay well hello and welcome to another episode of in the details a celebration of nuance where nowadays each week i queen out on all of the acting choices micro moments and magic of the minutiae that make a scene great my name is colin drucker your name is barbara bell gettys and this week barb you and i are not alone we have a return guest Please welcome back to the podcast, my boyfriend, Jonathan. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Been hanging out with my boyfriend all weekend, so I'm good. Oh, lucky um, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should meet him sometime. Um, but uh, you, of course, are here because we just watched Troop Zero. I didn't even know it was a number until yeah. today. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's a real special number, and it is... Uh, Oh, my God. It is. What a surprise. I think this was one of those, oh, well, let's put this movie on for 10 minutes and see what happens. It's got Viola Davis. It's got Alice and Janney. I won't hate this. And I I, I should say, I should back up and say that before we did this, uh, before we, we hit play and took this 10-minute risk, um, I had read a review on the AV Club that basically described this movie as like a low-rent Troop Beverly Hills. So I kind of went in going like, all right, well, you know, let's just see what happens. You know. And I, uh, my makeup is still ruined. The tears. I was not expecting. I, I First off, I was going to be ready to put this movie in the column of like the little rascals where it's like a bunch of kids. There's not going to be much depth. That's going to be a bunch of like kid lessons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If anything, there'll be some slapstick comedy. But then Viola Davis is in it, so right. And then I thought, well, okay, is but then I thought, is the juice worth the squeeze? Because I don't like child actors. Mm. And then, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace, this little girl, she was born in two thousand and six. I I was making profound mistakes in my twenties in two thousand six. I was sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. That's insane. Um. Yeah. Uh. At this point on her IMDb page, she currently has more than 50 acting credits. Wow. That's well, insane. Right. What else has she been in? Do we know what else she's been in? I, of course, have IMDb open if we need. Well, she was in I, Tanya. Oh, that's right. She plays the young Tanya Harding. Mm-hmm. And, of course, mm-hmm. Alice and Janney. Correct. This is the second time they got to work together. Yes, yes. Right. Best Supporting Actress, Allison Janney, and then, mother. And she also is in The Haunting on Hill House. Which I think uh, I saw the first episode of. Yeah, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's it, That's also a real good, yeah. like, a lot of female acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that uh, Carla Gugino? Uh, possibly. I don't. Oh, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. She's one of those actresses where I'm like, Oh, is that is that who Carla Gugino is? Oh, okay. Oh, the mother. Yeah. The, oh, oh, she the has mother. some great scenes. Yeah. Like the sixth episode. Ah. Mm. Isn't there one episode where like the whole episode's a single take or something like that? Oh, the whole episode is only three cuts. That's right. Yeah. And it's oh, it's it's that episode that she just gives it her all. Oh. All right, maybe I'll get back in. I'll have to watch the first episode again. Something to look forward to in October. Yeah, well, uh, I guess my question would be, do you remember McKenna Grace 
from The Haunting of Hill House. I don't remember her specifically. Like she didn't have like a, a big standout moment, but I also wasn't looking for her. I was much more interested in the other other actors that were like the adults. So I wasn't mm-hmm. paying much attention to the kids. Yes. If I remember correctly, there is a moment where she is in, uh, they have like a, like a laundromat shoot in this mm-hmm. like big mansion. And it's supposed to go down like from the kitchen. It's supposed to just go up to the other floors and her and her brother are like messing around with it. And I think that she's in the actual box and the brother like breaks the chain. And so the box falls down into the basement and there's this like zombie thing waiting for her in the basement and it crawls towards her. And then oh, it's, but that's like the one moment that I remember her being in. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm sold. I'm interested. I've been told there's an acting moment from uh, potentially Carlo Gugino. Who yeah. knows? And, uh, and some some creepy dubwaiter nonsense. I can't wait. Yeah. Um. So, Troop Zero, Troop Zero, not Troop Beverly Hills. <laughs> uh, not even close. I feel Mm-mm. like this is more. This this reminds me of Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, a Little Miss Sunshine. Also, I would say with like almost a touch of Wet Hot American Summer, as far as like. Mm. Like with it, it has that summer camp vibe mm-hmm. to it, that yeah. like nostalgia, and it's a bunch of mix matched people. Yeah, there's like an there's like a a small shake of slapstick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just a dash mm-hmm. of it that keeps things a little off kilter. I could see mm-hmm. that. Yeah, um, and I uh, this of course this was uh, written and directed by the uh, tag team known as Bert and Birdie. Yeah, it was written by Lucy Alibar. That's right. It was written by Lucy Alibar, directed by Bert and Birdie, which is these two women. Uh, uh, women. Women. It's yes. just to be named. It's two women named IMDb, Katie Elwood and Amber Templemore Finlayson, uh, who also did Beasts of the Southern Wild, which was some yeah. movie from a couple years ago. And I think that movie had a little girl in it who was nominated for an Oscar. So... Well, how do you like that? Yeah, and I wish I could. I don't. Her, it was like Kwanzaa Wallace or something, but I'm probably butchering that. Yeah, I'm gonna and leave you, that there. And you yeah, do not want to have not. your name on that decision. <laughs> yeah, I am uh, not. In any way, yeah. Um, <laughs> please use that in a sentence. Yeah. Um, so uh, all that to say that they clearly have a talent at directing child actors, which mm-hmm. I feel like was the saving grace of this movie, um, and just to kind of set the table for folks who are listening troop zero is uh it's set in like the late 70s in rural georgia and it's about this little girl christmas flint whose mother has died and her father played by jim gaffigan giving best supporting actor realness we'll get to it we'll get to it uh she lives with him he's like a i don't know what he is like a loan shark or something like that. failed lawyer yeah and so he uh works with miss raylene played by viola davis who ends up becoming the troop leader of the birdies with Christmas and her ragtag troop, which includes her, um, her gender questioning friend. What was his name? Uh, Joseph. Joseph, um, who likes to wear girls clothes. Um, and then there's hell no, who's sort of the neighborhood bully and smash her gross little companion. The muscle. <laughs> yeah. The muscle of the operation. <laughs> and then, and best supporting actress Anne Claire, Bella Higginbotham. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, only had but one eye and was like Mm. a little, you know, evangelist. And uh, who else was that? Was that the whole troop? Uh, 
Yes. Yes. Uh, and I, I did not expect to just, I mean, especially Anne Claire. Uh, so yeah, little Anne Claire was little Jonathan Foster. Yes. Like, that was like, that was my child drag. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could see, um, Clutching the crucifix. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the cross necklaces, yeah, the, the yeah. praying, the being nervous to go knocking on doors. Oh, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I think uh. everything about that moment <laughs> when Raylene takes Anne Claire to go sell cookies and when just down to her like taking her hands and being like, you yeah. know, like accepting that it's okay if you're going to throw up. Just get the money first. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, it's good for the grass. It's good for the grass, yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's kind of the, obviously the message of the movie is mm-hmm. that... Uh, all everyone in this little group has something that's missing or wrong or failed or stunted or stalled. And, um, and yes, much like true Beverly Hills, they overcome that. And in their own way, mm-hmm. um, they are, they are birdie scouts. Uh, but I, I feel like this movie takes it much further because it, it is very unabashed about like Christmas wedding or pants. And yeah, um, you know, it's kind of like knowing that, yeah, these kids actually have like real problems. They're not just like little rich girls who don't fit in. A hundred percent. It's, it's the, it gave, that's a good way of putting it. It gave a, a different than the normal reason for why these girls are out of place. Right. Um, I think, a, a big one uh, was like smash and hell no. Mm-hmm. Um, how you see them early on, just like this, like pair of bullies, yeah. and and um, that they're that that you don't usually see like the girl bully being like, give me all your money, and then you see a little girl who's like the muscle who's like actually smashing them and, and, mm-hmm. and torturing them. Um, and then how they found a way to be like, well, uh, to see that that the reason that they're bullying and how can we turn that to something positive about their character? Right. Which right. I think sets this movie apart from the way that they handle other misfits. Yeah. Like smash. It's like, if you're so good at breaking things, I bet you're pretty good at putting things together mm-hmm. and like discovering kind of mm-hmm. the, like the, the glass half full side of their, of their predicament so to speak or their disposition mm-hmm. um yeah i i feel like it i think with joseph obviously that that was little colin drucker growing up mm. you know l- maybe a little less you know um out and proud about it but i i certainly like recognized sort of that feeling of like well this is just what's natural to me like this is just what i'm interested in like yeah. i there's no questioning this. It's like, of course I want to play with Barbies. That's just more interesting. You get to change their clothes. You can style their hair. You can like create a story with this. This mm-hmm. is way better than football. Yeah. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I just, so I definitely, uh, I identified with him and, and felt very like, uh, I don't know. Like I was glad, I was glad there was, even though he wasn't like, he didn't get through the movie without any bullying. I'm glad there was no, his parents rejecting him or yeah. you know, him getting beaten up by the other boys. Like there's none of that. Yeah. It was a great example of, of how do we, how do we put a gay character in a movie and not make it about him being gay? Right. Right. It's, it's and because the, cause his plot line wasn't, well, people have to, you know, he has to learn to accept himself and so that other people will not beat up and be mean to him. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like he'd already figured that out. His parents right. have already accepted it. Like the adults in the community have already accepted it. Mm-hmm. 
And they just warn him. Like, she's like, you know, you're going to need to be able to learn how to run real fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like when he when he earns the hair selling badge and then when Raylene says, you survive nine more years of this and you're in to make a lot of money. Yeah. And, he, and, when he, and what's important is his response of yes, ma'am. Like he mm-hmm. knows he knows his path. And I think that was it was done. It's interesting with like AJ and the queen right now is trying to kind of tell similar stories yeah and i think this movie did it better than i've seen aj and the queen do it in the first two episodes so far yeah there's a bit of earnestness and i think Mm -hmm. that that's one of the one of the first things that really stood out to me about the writing in this is that you have these kids saying these like extremely vulnerable and honest things like Mm -hmm. at the end when she says you know to the entire group like i wet the bed and and I mean yeah we could talk about that scene but mm. also like throughout the the um throughout the the play the the girls giving reasons to why they are the way they are mm-hmm. uh, um or even just saying like I'm so scared I'm going to vomit like a yeah. lot of kids don't really say that so so I think that that like be, having that in the writing mm-hmm. gave the kids a much like smarter direction yeah acting wise yeah and that really just like hit it home so like kudos to you know uh, screenwriter yeah no i think like there's the there's a self-awareness that makes the kids more interesting characters mm-hmm. and like i think that's important especially if you're going to do a movie that like deviates just slightly from reality like just puts like it's just like when the microdose is a little too strong yeah you know? and it's just like <laughs> oh everything's a little wavy on the edges i feel like that's what this movie does and so i think having these kids have this self-awareness like that uh, that fabulous scene where christmas is recruiting hell no and smash mm-hmm. and when and she's like quite she's like she has this great line reading of like you're always i see you walking around like looking like you know uh you just want to destroy everything like what i'm on and she's like and i'm always wondering what's going on in that girl's mind well what's going on in your mind mm-hmm. and i thought that's a McKenna Grace, I can't. She sold that scene for From double, the beginning to end, and then mm. the end again. Like, oh yeah, it just the that was when she won me over. At first, mm. I was like, oh, I'm not sure. It's a kid. It's a lot of kid. Mm-hmm. Where's Viola? Mm. Where's Where's Allison? Where's Allison? <laughs> yeah, and. Then that scene, I just was like, from then on, she mm. she had me in her pocket. I, uh, I loved, I loved that moment. Yeah, where she basically like asked hell no what no one's asked hell no is like well what's going on with you how are you mm-hmm. feeling and just keeps pushing her of like okay but what's going on what are you thinking and like gets her to open up about like basically saying like well, what's the point of like you know what's the point of honoring any of this and, and not destroying it because we're all going to hell anyway mm-hmm. we're all going to the boneyard gonna, anyway yeah. yeah and then like christmas is like okay well i'm gonna give you i'll give you a reason to like preserve some of this or to like see a reason Mm -hmm. to not destroy all of this and i think that's like yeah to have kids have that conversation and then to do it in a way where i still believed it yeah that was impressive uh the the moment that she won it for me that she won me over uh is a is a very it's very like small moment but it's any time that a, a female character visibly like cuts her hair mm-hmm. is like I, I remember hearing in uh, acting class and then also like in playwriting school like like anytime a woman cuts her hair like it's a big red flag for the character like there mm-hmm. is something going on that there mm. is something up and watching her uh, uh, how like how like the small uh, moment of that like just changing her I was like oh this girl she understands mm-hmm. what she's really signifying by like 
diving in deeper to like, well, the bullies are going to cut one side, then I'll cut the other, and that'll be my new look. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I'll get one step ahead of them. Yeah. And like, yeah, I like find a way to put like sprinkles on this shit sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think the end of that scene with Hell No and Smash when Hell No's like, you know, this doesn't mean I'm your friend, right? <laughs> and she's like, uh huh, I know. Yeah. Like, and, and I mean, I just think like that is actor and director and writer just all like, Ding, 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 everything clicking, you know? Yeah, it's it's, it's because you get to see that joy that she mm-hmm. has. And I feel like that scene especially is uh, a Christmas realizing that, hey, she can convince people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like that she does have a just enough cause. And I think that mm-hmm. that, to me, that's one of the reasons that I understood why she was so happy at the end of that scene and like yeah. grinning, even though she's like, you know, we're not friends. And that like dopey smile of yeah. like, we might not be friends, but I just got you to do something that I wanted right. you to do. And so now I like, have a full troop. And now I'm yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it's the interesting moment where she's like, well, Smash has to join too. It's like, great. Now we have everybody. Perfect. This is great. <laughs> this works out so well. Um, and I think that's sort of like that theme runs throughout the movie, even to the end where mm-hmm. like they don't win but they still get to get recorded, you know, and yeah. they still get the trophies because Dwayne steals them. And like, <laughs> it's that thing of like, it doesn't always look, you know, it doesn't always look the way you expect it to. And I guess that's kind of the whole theme is none of these people's lives look the way they expected them to. Right. And it just finally in the end of this movie, it's a positive, it's a happy surprise. Right. You know, I think the, the, a moment that continues to come up is cuts of like one or two girls running in a field and then falling. Oh yeah. And then yeah. just jumping up, dusting off and mm-hmm. keep on running. Right. Yeah. I feel like she, and like that happens a lot with Christmas. I think one foot shorter than the other where <laughs> yeah. there's lots of kids falling. It's, uh, it's sort of like re- I recently rewatched because I said so featuring Diane Keaton oh. and there's many <laughs> moments of her falling or cakes dropping or her screaming and it's nowhere near as charming as this movie. <laughs> I just thought I'd say that here. Um, in case you were wondering if you've never seen Because I Said So, please don't see Because I Said So. Why? Because I Said So. Um, <laughs> thank you for that volley, Jonathan. This is why this works. So, it's good to have another person yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, boy, you know, it's like... <laughs> and set. Yeah. <laughs> and bunt. So, um, so, yes, let's... Okay, I want to back up... And I want to just say, I could watch Viola Davis and Allison Janney do anything, especially oh. if it's just the two of them acting side yeah. by side. Yeah. Read to me a, a, a toaster oven mm-hmm, manual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Competitively. Yeah. In preferably. German. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I feel like I, Nick and I talk about this on Best Supporting Podcast where it's like, what a time to be alive that we're like in the midst of Viola Davis's career. Oh, you know? so true. And so I would true. say the same for Allison Janney, like rewatching this movie. It was like, and their scenes together, it was like, wow, these are our, like, these are Hollywood actresses we have right now. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. This is pretty good. This is real acting. And there's also something to be said about like, this movie isn't like released for a limited time only in theaters. No. Like it's not getting it's a huge movie debut. I mean, mm-hmm. like it's playing on Netflix. So or Amazon you know, or on Amazon. It's on yeah. Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the fact that it's these two stars that are not going for Oscar bait movies. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I was reading a, a, an article that where uh, each of the adults talked about the themes of this movie and bullying and, and mm-hmm. especially like Viola Davis talking about like the reason she chose this movie is because mm. she saw herself in these characters yeah. and, and uh, 
And so stepping back, it's like, oh, it's so awesome that they are able to do these like fun, more passion projects that you're not mm-hmm. necessarily like award chasing. Right. And and could certainly still like get recognized, but it's like they, it, it's, I think now with Amazon, Netflix, like I think it's great that there's so many of these streaming platforms yeah. that are just like, yeah, we're not worried about movie theaters. We're not worried about, you know, weekends. It's like, you know, watch it whenever you want. And we got all this, you know, we got all this Bezos money. So yeah. you can make all, the, all you want. Yeah. Um, I think it's great. And I, I feel like this is, if anything, that also lends the opportunity to do more interesting stories and interesting mm-hmm. movies and, and to pick up movies and distribute them that might not normally get picked up because it needs to fit within the Cineplex Odeon, you know? Yeah, more opportunities for women director, women actor, or writers. Not for nothing, you know? And hey, maybe one of them will get nominated for an Oscar or something. Someday, yeah, someday. someday. <laughs> maybe. Uh, wouldn't that be crazy? Uh. A woman director? <laughs> ew. Ew, ew, David. <laughs> David, ew, ew. Um, yeah, this, I, I feel like, I mean, not that it is always one-to-one, because there's lots of men who are really sensitive directors, but I feel like I do notice a difference when it's a woman directing and a woman writing. Like I feel mm-hmm. like there is in general, I just pick up on more emotional sensitivity or more of a focus on, for example, at the end of the movie, Viola Davis, Raylene and Crystal, they have like one more kind of interaction at the jamboree. And, you know, they're just having like that last moment where Crystal is telling her, you know, to not take any shit from anybody in, right. in law school. And then uh, Raylene kind of lets her keep the cigarette and, and she said, you know, lets her finish finish it says you always do and she walks away and the the scene spends like just a second longer than it quote unquote needs to mm-hmm. on Alice and Janney on Crystal's face on her having an emotional response to that yeah i think that the next part or the next a- after that scene is then the scene with Jim Gaffigan and and mm-hmm. and Christmas and that also i i feel is a great example of like written by women directed by women mm-hmm. because that felt so honest to me yeah and and one of my big issues i think we talked about the last time i was on here is like one of the things that i hate the most is like really bad dad mm-hmm. uh bad dad figures in movies yeah uh, because it comes off almost as if they're bad and and they almost choose to be whereas in this situation boss man he 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 was able to admit his flaws but it also came from like but i still love you and i wish that i could be better mm-hmm. and and that kind of more vulnerable side to like the the father and child relationship i was mm. like oh this that's that's like the first big gut punch that i got yeah um and then it just like then, then the next five minutes was just waterfalls <laughs> yeah i would say yeah i t- i think i think once she wets her pants at the gym the jamboree mm-hmm. and then when she says you know like my name is christmas flynn i'm a that just that moment that speech of, i'm a I'm human, a human being a human female and sometimes i wet my pants and i don't know why and oh actually rolling back when everyone's laughing and she wets her pants and there's like a shot of her like starting to cry and like mm-hmm. looking up it is the oscar moment it mm. is like whoa whoa this is this is this is i was like okay i can't i can't i can't i paid too much for this face i can't break it now but then to go through that speech and there was like a i felt like what we were seeing the way that she was speaking how clearly she was speaking how like clear of mind she was like this was a growing up moment for christmas mm-hmm. and like the, whether or not she made it on the golden record or won the jamboree like 
it would never matter as much as this moment where she's like, yeah, this is who I am. And, uh, but I've got friends and I hope you have a good life as good as mine. And like, obviously then everybody joins in and, you know, wets their pants with her. <laughs> Isn't it great that everyone could just pee on command? You know? What privilege. What privilege. <laughs> you know, I wish I had that same power when I'm at the doctor and they're like, we should need a quick sample. And I'm like, okay, great. Oh, well. Great. Well, my penis is in a knot about that. The ah. expectation. Yeah. Uh, though normally, I know everyone's worried, but normally... I'm always surprised. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, oh, I could do this on command if I needed. I could pee on command. Y'all should think about this. You can pee on command. Although I'm sure this was shot and it was just CGI. Yeah. No. Yes. No, I feel like this was was just like they were just releasing a little like pouch in their pants. Oh, yeah. That too. That that could (laughs) work as well. flying out. (laughs) (laughs) Laser piss. Yeah. Uh, pew, 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 pew. Pew. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'll teach him no you have one eye uh. <laughs> um so another part that adds so because we're in the water sports section yeah like, really like this is where my bsa of this movie really gets to shine mm-hmm. um i'm i'm talking about of course uh uh edie patterson yes now, am I correct that she, we've seen her before? We have seen her very recently. Yes. Uh, because she was, of course, in Knives Out. Right. She played, what was that character's name? Uh, Fran. It's an F. Fran. Uh, I was going to say Frida. Yeah, Fran. Fran. The house, the house keeper? Yeah, the maid. Yeah. The, um, or the nurse. Maybe she was. Yeah. No, no, no. The nurse is the is the main girl. And yeah. the arm is. Um, Improv yeah. comedian. And mm-hmm. and comedian, she. Th- what I love is how is like the the the. It reminds me of the in bridesmaids, the woman who runs the bridal. Yes, uh-huh. the dress store. Mm-hmm. The, Was how, it Tammy? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi, it's me, Rose. <laughs> um, uh, uh, but that kind of like th- where this jamboree is just the most important, and there's like a lot mm-hmm. of like this is for the good, and and mm-hmm. and then that fake moment of oh yeah, it's, it's you know, do you have the fee? When, when she's like, "Yep, the fee is important. We, you know, we got to support the judges." Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, the check-in moment. She, I would say, all that like that third act of the movie or that mm-hmm. that final act. She, it is, it is such a BSA opportunity, and I feel like it's one of those moments where she puts intention on every word. Yeah. Every word she finds like a thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is the one who says, you know, the troop zero, which I didn't realize was a number right. until today. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could just tell that you know, I feel like the director was like, okay, just like say like 10 lines and we'll just pick, mm-hmm. pick the good ones. Cause mm-hmm. she has, he shared so many great face journeys during the, uh, uh, performance when they start peeing oh and i feel like even the way she exited was so the, the moment she left the shot it was all performed yes yeah yeah she was she was great that that was like i, I had there were so many women and then we got edie patterson oh is that her name yes okay. uh, 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 uh yeah edie yeah. patterson yeah um what's her name we got we got what's her and name we got what's her name yeah uh i uh, viola davis i feel like this character Obviously, she's great in this. I feel like she's just, and she's not even just phoning it in. Like she's great, and I, I'm so used to seeing her in Fences and mm-hmm. Doubt 
and uh, anything where she's just going through hell. The help, I feel like there's so many of these things I've, of hers I've watched recently where she just drags herself through it. And I'd say she still has some like heavy act, heavy lifting moments in this, but it was just really fun to watch her play like a real woman who could be funny and who could be sad and who could be mm-hmm. very real. Like I love when she's like, I'd love to tell you what you want to hear, but it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. My favorite moment of hers is when she leaves them in the woods and we get that moment of like her telling the kids that she's leaving and then the, the camera tracks her face as she's walking away. So we see the kids in the distance freaking out and she has this like just little smirk mm-hmm. of like, yeah. I'm not really going to leave these kids, right, but they right. think I am. So they're going to leave me the fuck alone. Right. Right. <laughs> and it's, I, and yeah, I think that that's it. She def- her this character defies so many stereotypes of like, like I think Raylene loses her resolve a few times mm-hmm. and typically the character will lose the resolve once and then they'll pull it together. And I feel like it's more than once where Raylene's like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. Right. Like, I think there's that after the, trying to win the cooking badge or the baking badge Mm -hmm. and then they go to the diner and then all the kids run out and Christmas has that great line of like this isn't us this is because we never had anyone to show us how to be better oh can like you be that person that's a moment that I was referring to earlier when it's like kids don't usually say this but it's so true and it's and so having that in the text of like somebody Mm -hmm. being like look recognize that these are these are kids that just don't know any better and you need to be the one who shows us better yeah And and then they have that like that real conversation where she's like, your life's never going to get better than this. This is it. And, and I think like at some point then Raylene like has that, she has like a very small face journey of like, Oh fuck. Okay. Okay. Fine. Okay. I'll do it. And then she pulls out the whistle and she pulls it in. And I think that's, I think it's fascinating, especially because she doesn't end up like staying in the end. Like she still does have her journey in the end. She's just getting them along to this point. It's not like, okay, I'm going to be a birdie counselor forever. Yeah. I'm sticking around. I'll take, I'm taking you up on your offer. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mm. like, okay, I'll keep going a little further. And I think that's, uh, unexpected whereas like true beverly hills it's like all right the, the assumption is phyllis is she's is now going to be st- a, a consistent yeah this is her new passion and yeah. like i think that's what's fascinating about this is like this is not raylene's passion mm-hmm. she she did it for christmas she did it for these other kids but she, she knows that anything that stays within this town is never going to change right including herself right yeah. um i think one of the one of the big things that I uh, am getting just a lot of vibes from recently with from Viola Davis mm-hmm. is about how she handle or the movies that she's in where she's bullied. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. there's like a very, I kept feeling like very triggered throughout this movie. A mm-hmm. lot of like, Oh man, I remember when people told me that you just, you're so different. You should just stay home. I don't know how you get out of bed in the morning mm-hmm. or, you know, and, and how, uh, how do you ha- handle that? And like, how do you, how do you get through, knowing that like okay if we if if this is just the temporary Mm -hmm. and uh she talked about that in that art in the article that i referenced earlier of how do you handle bullies and um jen gaffigan also mentioned it of like when 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 we were all kids it was very easy because there wasn't the internet Mm-hmm. And so handling bullies was just, you know, go go home in a different route or, you know, you yeah. could protect yourself a lot easier. And so yeah. you get through by, you know, just just like having easier defense mechanisms. Mm-hmm. But now with the Internet, like comment sections are just like mm-hmm. it's a whole bunch of bully tanks and people can post on your 
uh, 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 social media, anything to kind of just like tear you down, you know, yeah. destroy your brand, anything mm-hmm. like that. And um, Alice and Janney said something uh, that I really like, it really touched on with me. Uh, she said, understanding why helps you take it not personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I read that article and I, I love where she said, you know, you want to bully them back, but mm-hmm. that's not the solution. But it's like, yeah, if the more you can see this is like, oh, these are broken people. Like yeah. people who bully, like it's kind of like somebody who has the flu and they're showing signs of illness. You right. Know? It's like this is someone who has some kind of emotional illness and they're showing the signs. Yeah. You know, my, my mom would always say that hurt people hurt people. Oprah Winfrey. That's right. Mm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. I uh, and I, I think with this, you know, what's interesting is that. You know, the, the, and I'd said this before we got to the scene. I was like, I know how the movie's going to end. Like, I know that they're not going to win. And, like, it's not going to be about that. And, of course, like, Crystal's troop, obviously, the one that you expect to win, wins. Mm -hmm. With that boring tap routine. That boring tap routine. (laughs) Where, like, over the, in the background, you hear the announcer being like, which they won fair and square. Right, right, (laughs) right. And they even show, like, the guy from NASA being like, I don't understand. This is not the best one. And it's like, I think they still win. You know, the people who win still win. And even, you know, Crystal Massey is still going to keep on winning. She has not been, again, not to compare, I think because that stupid review and how not Troop Beverly Hills this is. Right. It's not like at the end of Troop Beverly Hills where, you know, um, they win. uh, Yeah. You know, there's some kind of disqualification, actually. Right, right, right. And then what's her name? Betty, uh, I'm forgetting her last name, but uh, Betty Thomas. Betty Thomas gets like, you know, dragged away or something. Like there's some (laughs) profound shaming. It's like that doesn't, I think that was a surprising choice that in the end, the protagonists don't win and the villain is left on a like kind note. Like that last moment we have with mm-hmm. Crystal is there's a, a sort of forgiveness between her and Raylene because I think they also recognize what we have is bigger than this birdie shit. You know? Yeah. That, that leads me to two thoughts. The first is that with ending it like that, where, right, where I, you kind of realize that, well, A, maybe like what Christmas really needed or what she really wanted was to be able to be herself fully. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. whereas she thought that um, by being on this record, she would like, that's what she wanted. Like, that's what she wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, but really it was like, no, I can be that one. I can be myself. And I have that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So in a way, almost, almost she did win. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. also with having, um, Alice and Janney's uh, troop, like those girls winning mm-hmm. after all of like the crap that she pulled to kind of make sure that, that uh, uh, troop zero didn't even make it to the jamboree and still like kind of think, well, after all of that, you're like, after all that cheating, you did still win. Yeah. And kind of like that mm-hmm. sick, like that poison pill. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of that hidden in there mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Like when she says like, I think when she says, you know, let's her keep the cigarette and says, you always used to finish them anyway. Mm-hmm. Part of it's like, you know, you always got the last word anyway. You always had to get the last word anyway. Right. You always had to finish the cigarette. You always got the last bite. Mm-hmm. Take it. It's yours. And by, and by doing that, it's like, oh, well now this win isn't satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you didn't really want it. Yeah. Right. And it's, and I think there's, it's like a mix of forgiveness and also like, it's like, I'm, I forgive you for this shit, mm-hmm. but like, 
there, it, there's still always, I think they're going to be that thing that happens with so many people who have a history of like, listen, I don't want to be your best friend again, but mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to carry this around anymore, you right. know, and to land in that middle space of, and I think so much of this movie is landing in that middle space. These are not fully tragic people and these are not fully successful, um, successful people, people right. you know, like they are certainly poor and they're certainly, um, most of them won't get out of that town, but that town comes together and that town supports each other and that town you know, supports these kids and, and the, those ladies all get their hair done by Joseph. Yeah. You know, like, I think that's uh, that's also surprising because typically we see in movies set in these small towns that it's, you know... The South Georgia in 1977. Yeah. You're not getting a, a, a mixed race community coming together no. around a, a, a gender questioning child. <laughs> right, right. All of that, exactly. Like, I think the way this movie, it was... It was also very surprising how it was like this example of this is how you can very casually have diversity in a movie Mm -hmm. without trying to get brownie points, without like it doesn't really not that the story is ever sacrificed, but it's like you can tell any story. It's just about thinking about, well, how can this world look like? the world we live in right you know and certainly there are certain stories or eras or whatnot where it dictates you know what makes sense but i think in this case again because there's a dash of the unreality or the dash of the like not fully realistic they have the opportunity to create that alternate world where a community can come together regardless of race regardless of gender expression and like you know yes there are bullies but the adults know better right and i think that's um yeah, I don't know. It's it's a relief. I don't know. I felt like as soon as the bullying started in this movie, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah. Like, this is going to be, like, this is going to be tough. Like, this is going to be one of those <laughs> movies where there's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an hour of this and then finally pay off. And it was, um, I mean, yes, there was payoff. But I felt like it didn't mire in them being bullied. Yeah. I, I think also something that made it endearing is that these kids, we kind of watched them be bullies too. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. like, like mm-hmm. the, the, uh, uh, with like hell no and smash, like I said, like right at the very beginning, like the first mm-hmm. couple of scenes you see, uh, 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 her, uh, uh, hell no taking the kid's money while smash is mm-hmm. hitting on him. Yeah. Yeah. And like, she scares Piper, uh-huh. uh, crystals kid. And yeah, we know that they're not helpless. They have the food fight. They have the food fight. Those like, yeah, these kids are never, there's this awful movie called Welcome to the Dollhouse. I've not seen it. Oh, well, Dawn Wiener. It, uh, it's this movie just with this girl like in the 80s in New Jersey who just gets relentlessly bullied in high school. And it's all really dark. It mm. just never gets happy. Mm. And I feel like this. In, these were not helpless figures. These kids were able to like not just fight back, but also I feel like in Christmas's case, it was like she could see the larger picture. Yeah. Like she, doesn't ha- she doesn't participate in the food fight. Right. She's like, no, we need to get this badge. Yeah. And that just like simplicity and vulnerability. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that scene again, that scene with the big boss and Christmas at the end, I, I appreciated like that's such a once she walked over to him, I was like, okay, this is the mom conversation. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I'm here for it. There's a similar great scene in eighth grade you've seen that i've not seen that yet oh that's a great movie there's a very similar scene you could even do like a side by side because it also has a great dad in it Mm. and what i thought was interesting was like they was very clever in how they did that without 
over, like without giving us a monologue, without having the characters go outside of what they would do as characters for her to say, like, I miss mama. And I know I'm not supposed to say that. And then he, this was his BSA best supporting actor Uh, moment was how he like all of the processing was internal, mm -hmm. but you knew because his eyes reddened, you knew because Mm -hmm. his voice got a little choked. And I was like, wow, he's holding it all in. This is incredible. (laughs) That moment for me was a, like, that was like a huge gut punch because as a kid, like I remember going through like really hard times with, mm. you know, my parents divorce and, and, and mm-hmm. other things like that. And remember feeling like I can't tell anyone how upset or gutted I am. Mm. And it, because I don't want anyone to see how hurt I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or to feel bad for how hurt I am. Right. Right. So to, to inconvenience them like, mm-hmm. now. Oh, I feel so awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so watching her have that like release of saying like, I know I'm not supposed to say this, but Mm -hmm. I miss her. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I know. Like that makes me think of that's what the notes that like little miss sunshine could hit where Mm -hmm. like, it just gets you to fall in love with these people and then have them like confront these like very human feelings, you know? And like, and to sell basically very human moments in a somewhat absurdist setting. I think like that's a that's a, a high wire act. You have to be able to do two things at the same time. Yeah. You know? uh, and of course, like in case all of that doesn't make you cry, then there is the last scene with the meteor shower. It. I bet. I feel like if I were to read this scene on paper, I would throw it out. Trash, cheesy. What the hell is this ending? I know. Even with the NASA guy showing up, with like, the NASA guy and the screaming to the star, like, mm-hmm. like on paper, I'm sure that this got a bunch of eye rolls. Yeah. Like, really? Are you sure? Yeah. But oh my god. I mean, when she says, "I hope you have mama." Like it was like, and we're done, mm. and we're done, mm. and I need to mm. go. There are not enough Kleenexes yeah. in this living room. Yeah, I'm wrecked. I'm just wiping my face on the rug. Uh, yeah, the to me it was the I am here. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I, I think the interesting thing I I kind of want to talk about this the the Voyager the record player mm-hmm. that that came out that that you know was was put out there uh, that they're trying to record on. That entire time, that's her whole motivation. She's like, I want to be, I want my voice to be out in the universe. And mm-hmm. I thought how how beautiful of like a metaphor that is, especially for artists who are like, I just want something that I do mm-hmm. that matters. And it's out in the universe and people people see it and they know that I created it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so having that just like yelling into the universe, I'm here. Yeah. Oh yeah! What a really and for all of them to say that, even obviously Christmas, but all of them just like, no, I'm mm-hmm. here, yeah. I'm here. Yeah, and then it means something to each of them. Like when Raylene says it, it's mm-hmm. like it's this is the beginning of a journey. Mm-hmm. This is like the beginning of an I'm here because I haven't been here for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I think there wasn't any like I don't know like love connection there was no love mm-hmm. triangles which was love that too refreshing yes. i was like mm-hmm. oh god there can be storytelling mm-hmm. that doesn't have any iota of yeah love i thought they were gonna try to do like Dwayne and raylene oh god me too but she's she's so much smarter than him. oh yeah, yeah. I was She'd like, oh yeah that's stooping. right yeah. this was written by a woman yeah because <laughs> uh, yeah a, a, a different movie a different time a different man writing and directing this raylene and Dwayne would get together yeah and it's like no but he's like on probation and steals things and she's going to law school. 
They're not right. going to get together. Right. Yeah. Or boss man and Raylene for that matter. She doesn't need someone to take care of. She doesn't need a man. Yeah. And they don't let you hit children. They change the law. You know? oh. <laughs> <laughs> that line. That was when I was like, well, I, I love I love that. Just like the delivery of that was so genius. Right after I heard that, I was like, well, we'll add that to the canon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they change the laws. Yeah. Yeah. And just the way she like goes like. She takes it down, like she cuts it in half. She says it quietly, smoking the cigarette. It's, oh, oh my god, so many good acting choices in this movie. Uh, you get Allison Janey. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Just playing. <laughs> I mean, oh, when she's reviewing the pamphlet after meeting Prasad for the first time, and she has the drink, and she looks at, it, she goes, "Well, ain't that some shit?" <laughs> and it's like, it's like. Crystal Massey on her own being Crystal, you know, and then she's sort of practicing how she would sound and then she has adds a little vodka and then she can get into it. It's uh, again, thank you to the women behind this movie to give us moments of women like Alice and Janney just acting. Yeah. 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 That that scene of her when they show up at the uh, at, at their at her desk, the kids. Oh, when they all get to, yeah, to her yeah, like yeah, yeah. I guess she's a teacher. Yeah. I think she must yeah. And she's like, "Hey, we uh we want to start our own troupe." Mhm. And the and the all and the, her disgust of like mm-hmm. uh but she goes through it then. It's like that yes and okay, yeah. we'll we'll play and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. She gives them like the really dingy badges and like, Right. Uh, the sashes Supplies and the, the dresses, dresses yeah. with just like the most pleasant smile on her mm-hmm. face. It's such oh. like an actor's dream to get to like rue something while saying, well, sure. All right. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want. And like, she just every beat she plays and like takes her time. And I think that's, it's funny. There was this moment of like, man, Alice and Janney would have been so great in drop dead gorgeous. And it's like, no, she's the best part of drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> that's right. Uh, she's just, it's she's it's like and it's that too like she she just knows how to find those yeah. like those little if she just holds a moment a half second longer it's better it hooks. yeah yeah um well what a what a lovely surprise i this is a movie i yeah i mean i was like rewatching some highlights before recording and i was like i would fully watch this movie again it's a movie i'd like want to show other people you know like oh, oh let's watch troop zero it's really good i could i could hang my hat on this movie you 100%. know 100% Hundred percent. Well, I uh, and I'm glad that you joined me to queen out about it. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, you know, I mean, I figured you're around. I'm in the neighborhood. You're in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, you're good company. So, uh, not for nothing. Well, uh, thank you. Where can where can my lovely listeners find more of you, Jonathan? Yeah, find me on Instagram at John Foss. That's J O N F O S T. And then I also post a lot about about my theater company, Thicket and Thistle. That's at Thicket and Thistle on Instagram. That's right. And uh, if you want to reach out to me, including uh, letting me know your thoughts on Troop Zero and other things that Allison Janney's done, McKenna Grace has done, Viola Davis has done, you don't really need a great excuse. Just drop me an email. It's at inthedetailspod at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Colin Drucker or Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. Uh, thank you for joining me for another week of celebrating acting choices, micro moments, and magic in the minutia. And I look forward to more next week. Until then, soya.
going, if you'll excuse me. That's what I said. I'm staying. I'm staying. 